Hi everyone, I am so excited to be joined for today by Babcock, a grad cracker advertiser for the last 12 years, a toolkit sponsor, and now they are taking part in one of our webinars. Babcock is a global aerospace and defense organization, which delivers complex and critical engineering services across the UK and internationally. They focus on highly regulated markets, including defense, aerial emergency services, and the civil and nuclear sectors delivering vital services and managing complex assets in the UK and abroad. Now let's dive in and meet the panel. We have Charlotte, the early, uh, sorry, the group early, at grad, sorry, the group graduate and early careers manager, that is hard to say, um, Lucy, Duncan and, and Caroline. Lucy is currently on a work, a year long work placement with Babcock and is studying at the University of Cardiff with a master's in mechanical engineering. Duncan went to the University of Strathclyde where he studied electronic and electrical engineering and Caroline finished her degree with a master's in mechanical engineering with aeronautics at the University of Glasgow. They are all really difficult to say. Um, Caroline, so just coming over to you. So during your third year, um, you actually went to and studied at the University of California. Now, what couple of questions there. So what made you decide to study abroad? Um, how is it different? And what experiences do you think you gained from it? So, hi, everyone. Um, why I decided to study abroad? I first, I almost just really wanted to travel, um, but I didn't necessarily want to take a full year out after university. So it was kind of the perfect opportunity to do that, put myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, and then, of course, living beside the beach was a big attraction with it being in California. Okay. Um, in terms of, of what was different, um, absolutely everything. The teaching style was different. So in the UK, you usually have kind of 100 people in a lecture. In California, it was 30, 40 people. It was interactive. You had homework every week. You had midterms, assessments all of the time. So it was it was really difficult. But um yeah, really different, uh, but but still kind of one of the, the best years of my life, I guess I don't regret it at all. Um, kind of the, the third follow-up, what did I learn from it? Um, I didn't really notice until I came back to the UK what I'd actually really got out of it and kind of the extent of skills that I'd got from it. So now going to into a new environment with new people and stuff, I feel so much more comfortable than I think I would have done if I didn't have that experience. Um, and just, you know, the memories, the stories you can talk about. Um, yeah, no, it was just brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Caroline. And did you did you find was it was there a lot of other students from the UK there with you at university, or were you kind of you know on on your own almost? Um, there were a few, but it was kind of so where it was. We had kind of an international house, which was all international students. So there was a lot from Australia, New Zealand, kind of all over the world. So um, from that aspect, you could learn so much about different cultures and, and everything as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Caroline. Now, um, we're going to hand over to the panellists a little bit later on with Jessica. But for now, Charlotte, if we can start with you. Um, so could you tell the audience a little bit about you and your role within Babcock? Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining today. We're really excited to be here. Um, so I'm Charlotte. Um, I work in the group organisation and development team. Um, I'm the group graduate and early careers manager. I've been at Babcock for nearly four years now, which has gone incredibly quickly. I can't quite believe that. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of my primary focus, um, I look after the attraction and then also the recruitment side um, 
focusing on all things from kind of social media initiatives, looking at virtual events, hence kind of why we're here today, uh, looking at our graduate website um, and e-brochure, which we've developed this year. So the attraction campaign has many aspects to it. Um, there's many more uh, bits and pieces that we get involved in. And on the recruitment side, um, I focus on how are we actually assessing candidates once they come through that initial sift and through our system, how are we actually assessing them? Do we need to make improvements to that? Are there different ways of doing that? So that's the other key aspect to, to my role. And then in between that, I get involved in many different types of projects, um, many recruitment improvement projects and, and different ways of working. Um, and that's usually prior to our launch each, each year. So those are the key aspects. I could talk at length about other aspects, but I'll stick to the key bits for today. Perfect. Thank you very much, Charlotte. And from your point of view, you know, Babcock is huge. I gave it an, an overview of, of who they are at the beginning of, of the webinar. But from your point of view, who would you say Babcock is? Um, and do you want to also cover off in your answer the key markets that you cover as well? Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, Carla, we're a leading aerospace and defence organisation. Um, we operate in the UK and abroad. So quite exciting that we've got an international reach as well. And that's only ever growing for us at Babcock. Um, we deliver critical engineering services. And as you mentioned, um, we focus on three key markets. Um, so starting with the defence market, um, we are the number two supplier to the UK Ministry of Defence, which we call uh, the MOD. Uh, we provide support to all three of the British Armed Services, which is quite exciting, and we support submarine programmes. So that's a snapshot of defence. Um, on emergency services, we're the number one aerial firefighting and medical services provider in Europe. Um, and actually, we, we, we've got presence in a number of different uh, countries. So, for example, Portugal, Italy, Spain, you know, we've got quite a reach in, in various countries, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. And then on the civil nuclear side, we have a long term programme for decommissioning in the UK. Uh, we provide nuclear services and new build nuclear. So they're the key markets, uh, but we also talk about our, our four key sectors at Babcock, uh, which are marine, land, aviation and nuclear. So that's Babcock in a snapshot. It is quite a complex and, and really varied organisation, which makes it, it a really exciting place to work. Thank you, Charlotte. And from you just mentioned about, you know, obviously you've got international coverage as well. From a, from a student's graduate's perspective watching this webinar today, do they have the opportunity to go and travel abroad um, and work abroad as part of their graduate programme? Yes. So there are um, aspects of um, the, the sector that will be able to offer that. It's not something that we can guarantee um, to every single uh, candidate, which I think is quite important to note. Um, there are opportunities. I think you have to be um, up for, for being flexible and, and mobile. So being willing to move around, especially obviously moving country, that's quite quite a big task. It's very exciting, but you've got to be ready for that. Um, and there are certain sectors um, who, who offer typically more of those international opportunities than perhaps others. Um, so it's definitely not something we can guarantee every time, but if you have a, an interest in, in international or, or being placed elsewhere, um, that's something you can note on your application form that will be taken into consideration. 
Fantastic. Thank you very much, Charlotte. And just thinking, you know, you, you've kind of, we've, we've both said it, Babcock is huge, you know, it's a, it's a massive organisation. Now, just thinking, you know, having empathy, thinking from a student's point of view who's maybe watching this webinar, they might feel a little bit daunted by this. So how would you say Babcock um, is accessible to students and graduates who are thinking of applying to you? Yeah, um, so I think there's quite a few different aspects to this. Um, I think the first one is the internal communities that we have here at Babcock. Um, there are a number of networks that many individuals get actively involved in. Um, we have the, the Young Professionals Network, we have a Women's Network, we have a Pride in Babcock Network, amongst many others. Um, and actually I've seen pl plans for new networks. So th th there's some new ones being worked on right now. So that's ever growing. And what I see from that is a really nice interlink across sectors where people are collaborating, they're meeting people that they wouldn't normally meet in their day-to-day -day role, um, which you know is a really exciting concept. So there's certainly that from a support mechanism. Um, quite recently, we had a new chief executive officer appointed, David Lockwood. Um, he has been very forthcoming in some vlogs that he's been posting on our internal connect page. Um, I think we may be on number 20 already. Wow. Um, these are very regular vlogs. Um, they talk about all things from kind of key priorities to, uh, you know, parts on his agenda to actually what are the key questions coming in from employees across the group. So there's a really nice open dialogue between um, our employee population and David um, and we all get to watch those vlogs and interact with them so I'd say that's that's definitely something to mention and then third of all which is more specific to the graduate program is the fact that we actually build in networking as a key aspect to the development program so at various touch points within the program we ensure that graduates have got chance to network across sectors um, and meet one another and you know very recently on one of our development modules we had two individuals from the same university um, who saw each other on the the development program which was amazing they didn't know they had accepted a role at Babcock uh, but they saw each other on the development program and it, it was really fantastic so the development program certainly facilitates that um, graduates are offered a manager, a mentor, and a graduate buddy. And I yeah. think all three of those mechanisms provide great support, but especially that graduate buddy. Um, that's somebody who's been through the programme who can answer questions and, and really understand what it's like to be a graduate at Babcock. So I think all of those things combined um, offer a support mechanism for somebody who is starting in a, in a large corporate such as uh, Babcock. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. And I think later on in the webinar, Caroline and Duncan are going to go on and discuss things like, you know, the mentorship and, and the help that they've they've been given whilst at Babcock as well. Um, so, you know, we're saying about Babcock as a company, obviously you've been there for quite a while now, Charlotte, there must be some common misconceptions that you've come across over the years. So which, which are the key ones that you'd like to highlight today? And how would you kind of like to um, correct people about these misconceptions? Yeah, I would probably mention two uh, main misconceptions. I think the first one, gra very graduate specific, is that we only offer engineering programmes here at Babcock. Um, we do offer a, a wide range of engineering programmes. We also offer some very interesting science and physicist type programmes, uh, but we also offer extensive business management programmes. Um, that's anything from you know, HR to business operations management to procurement and supply chain. Um, the whole host of graduate programme offering here is so vast um, and we have programmes in 
in most areas that you can probably think of um, that form an engineering organisation such as Babcock. So it really is varied. I think there is sometimes a misconception that engineering is the only area we offer. Um, so that's that's the one first thing I would emphasise. Um, the second thing I would emphasise is um, the variety of engineering operations that we offer. Um, so yes, we we do um, you know offer engineering and we work on on dockyards and and very hands-on type engineering. But there's a variety of engineering capacity at Babcock. You know there are office um, office-based roles as well as site-based roles. Um, the, the the specialisms within the engineering functions are so vast, and I think sometimes we could be um, there could be a misconception that we only do. Uh, kind of site-based, um, you know, hands-on, let's say, um, engineering work. There's such a variety. Um, so I would say those are the two, two key ones, um, Carla, that I would highlight. Thank you very much. And then just, just staying with that thread slightly, um, so you mentioned a, a few times about locations and things like that. So students and graduates who are watching the webinar, where could they be based? Could they be based at any site across the UK? Or do you kind of have hot points where you would recruit um, students and graduates into? Yeah, so we do, there are certain programmes where we offer um, a UK wide approach because we have so many different areas um, in which we recruit those programmes. So they may be programmes such as, you know, mechanical engineering, um, electrical and electronic engineering, or maybe business operations management, for example, where we've got the need across so many of our sectors. Um, but then in comparison to that, you do get other programmes that are quite specialist to a particular um, area of the business. So for example, our design engineering programme, that's a Plymouth only programme. Um, and that is because our Plymouth team need design engineers, whereas perhaps some of our other areas don't need that capacity right now. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a variety of, of locations. I would encourage um, all candidates considering looking at the different locations um, to check out uh, the Grad Cracker Hub, because I believe we've got information on there uh, regarding all the, the, the main pockets, let's say, that we operate in. Um, but it is, it is very varied. Um, we operate you know, up north, down south, in the Midlands, and just about everywhere else, so, and, and internationally as well. So it's very varied. Thank you, Charlotte. And now moving on, so we all know now a little bit more about Babcock, you know, misconceptions and everything else. Um, this year is, is different for us all, but moving on to the recruitment process, can you tell us just an overview of what the recruitment process is looking like this year? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, usually we run face-to-face -face assessment centres. Um, that's something that we do across the country. Our recruitment teams work very hard to set those up. We have had to adapt our approach this year. Um, so they have now uh, gone virtual. We are actually receiving some really positive feedback regarding the virtual approach. Um, candidates are, are, you know, so far so good in, in the areas that we've we've pilot, piloted this virtual approach. It is going well so far. I think that's the main thing that's had to change because of the virtual world that we're living in. Um, but it's very much the same process of submitting your application online through um, well, through Gradcracker and through our microsite. Um, at the second point, you will be invited to online testing. Uh, we do test a variety of different aspects, but for example, this could be a numerical test. At uh, the third point is then, as I've mentioned, the assessment center, which is now virtual at the moment, but we're reviewing it very closely. 
And then at the fourth stage, that's where you're looking at um, the offer process. Um, there are some instances where we will invite candidates for a second stage interview. It doesn't happen all the time. It's usually when you've had your assessment centre, maybe there's a few key other questions that need to be asked, um, or maybe they didn't quite get a chance to ask you a few key questions they wanted to ask. So that's the general process. Thank you very much, Charlotte. And we're going to go back to Charlotte a little bit later on towards the end of the webinar, just to discuss some key roles that Babcock still have open and that Charlotte does want to get, give an extra push to. And so let's let's stay with the, re the recruitment process just for a little while longer and then just loop in some of the some of the graduates and obviously Lucy, who's doing um, an, a, a work placement at, at Babcock. So. All of you, you've been through the recruitment process, you know, you've been hands on and experienced all of this. So starting with you, Lucy, could you give us um, just a, a, a tip that you would like to share with the audience um, that can get them through, battle through the process and get a job um, with Babcock? Yeah, I can do. My tip would be to bring a piece of work, so like a group project or a report or a lab report that you've written mm -hmm. that you can use to demonstrate your skills. And it will also definitely make you memorable at, like, barely anyone actually does that. So yes. on my um, application day, I bought a lab report in, and then another candidate bought a robot to show <laughs> their skills in robotics. And we yeah. both got the job, so yeah. it must do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a good conversation piece as well. Yeah. To have something there and think, yeah, I can I can talk about this. You're confident, you know, you put it all together. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Lucy. Uh, Caroline, on to you. What what hint or tip would you give? It's a bit cliche, but I would say just get your personality across. You know, if they're looking at you and they're talking with you, they already, you know, your grades have passed, they know about your qualifications, it's what you've done outside of those exams in academia that, that really kind of sets you apart and um, like Lucy mentioned makes you stand out that's what they're going to remember you for so just any experiences you think that are kind of unique to yourself um, that would definitely help I think. Yeah no I think that includes things like hobbies and stuff like that as well doesn't it you know we've we've done a few of these webinars now and people have done everything from tap dancing to football to anything in between and when we're speaking to the recruiters I think oh that's what I remember about that person and um, so yeah really good point Caroline and last but not least Duncan what would you say? Yeah, the advice I'd give is basically learn from the experience, even if you are unsuccessful, um, whether it's the online test or the assessment centre. You know, you can take what you've learned into the next assessment centre with another company. I myself had a lot of no's before I had a yes, but with each no, I was better prepared for the next one. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of just learning for to why there were no's, you know, historically, and what, what how can you change a no into a yes, isn't it? Yeah, well? and it helps you you know, to anticipate the sort of thing to expect. Yeah, fab. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, I'm going to sit back and relax and hand over to Jessica. And Jessica's going to speak to um, Caroline, Duncan and Lucy now. So Jessica, my love, over to you. Take the reins. Brilliant. Thanks, Carla. Um, so let's get started. So I know that you um, all have used GradCraft as part of the job, uh, part of your job hunting. But Caroline and Duncan, which parts of the Babcock hub on GradCracker or GradCracker in general did you find the most useful? So Caroline, start with you. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'd just like to say that first of all, I actually applied to Babcock through um, GradCracker, so it worked to get your job. Um, <laughs> in terms of the, the hub, it was really the kind of the videos and the live employee profiles and stuff that 
yeah. kind of brought Bangkok to life a bit and showed the diversity of the people and the operations and everything within Babcock. You know, it's it's really useful to just kind of sum up everything that, that Babcock has and, and what we kind of do. Um, I, I say it's just kind of shows the diversity of the company and makes it feel a bit more kind of smaller than, than the size it actually is by getting to know those personal um, profiles that they put up on that. Perfect. Brilliant. Duncan? Yeah, two things uh, stood out for me. First of all, uh, the case studies that you can see it sort of you know, brings project to life and you can see the positive impacts on societies that Babcock has. Mm-hmm. As well as that, the videos of the graduates and the ex-graduates, you know, you can see the day-to-day of a graduate and what to expect, but then you can also see what ex-graduates have done with their careers and the sort of paths that they've taken after the grad scheme. Yeah, brilliant. It sounds as though sometimes with this question, it's like um, we're fishing for a compliment, but it's not because I think sometimes students really underestimate, you know, the, the content within the hub, don't they? And understanding that if you do look at all this content, it helps on so many levels for you to understand, you know, the company, you know, you're applying to, the kind of people they recruit, the projects, everything else, which is only going to help you either decide if you want to work for that company or, you know, if they're going to be the right fit for you. So that's you know really good point so thanks guys um uh, next question to you all what kind of stood out for you um about babcock and what kind of made you want to apply to them so lucy what was was the big thing for you yeah it was the structure of the industrial placement itself so it's split into three four month placements which means we get to see a lot more of the business and a lot more different departments because most other companies it's just one year long placement in one department. And if you don't like it, you're sort of stuffed. Whereas at Babcock, if you don't like it, you know you've got two other ones that you could really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So in that time then, did you move location or would you stay in one? Oh, obviously Kosh did, we were in COVID. <laughs> I moved. <laughs> but would you have done typically? Um, you moved departments, but I've not moved locations. I've stayed in Devonport in right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if you could move to Scotland or to the Bristol sites like you can in the graduate scheme. Okay. Could you, Charlotte? Would that be something if for the um, kind of year-long placement? If you wanted to kind of stress that you want you could move, could you? Could you um, I think it's probably less likely than if you were on a graduate program. I think with the graduate program, um, there are certain areas of the business that that you know it's it's very likely you're going to move location and site. I think for uh, with Lucy's example, um, the Devonport um, team they offer such a variety um, yeah. of different areas, which is really really great, as Lucy um, is mentioning. Um, but I wouldn't say that's kind of a, a standard. Um, no it's 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 really looking at each opportunity and as you've mentioned seeing if that fits for you as an individual and, and looking at whether that is in one one team or whether you get to move to a Multiple. few different teams um so yeah I think it's case by case on that one brilliant perfect thanks for that Caroline how about you um I guess to kind of go on what Lucy and Charlotte just said coming out of uni I still wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do um I kind of knew I didn't want to go down the, the only the nitty gritty kind of aerospace design engineering. Um, and I like the fact that Babcock offered four different placements across different areas of their civil and military um, aviation business. So, mm-hmm. and the thing is, it wasn't set out. It wasn't, okay, you're going to be doing this exactly. Then you could kind of influence your placements and kind of 
go where um, the areas kind of that interested you. Uh, so I guess just the, the diversity of the operations, kind of the range of experience, you're not stuck in one job for yeah. a year like similar um, companies kind of put you in, I guess. Which is a massive benefit. The more exposure you can get so early on, you know, the better. That's great. Duncan, how about you? Yeah, I think what stood for me was the fact that the work you do isn't just office-based. So, you know, you, you do the technical side at your desk, but then you can go out on the field and actually see what you're, you know, you're working towards. You can really comprehend the project and, you know, it makes it exciting. Yeah. And as well as that, you know, just the amount of people who work there, there's a lot of knowledgeable people and a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. So just, it's just a great way to start your career, you know, getting that sort of in and out of the office, but also, you know, the people you work with. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so I want to kind of come to Lucy because I feel as though um, I've done a lot of presentations uh, this week with multiple different universities across the UK. And I feel like, Lucy, I've used you as a beacon of hope uh, these last couple of weeks, just saying, you know, the experience that you've had so far at Babcock has been phenomenal, you know, doing an industry placement, you know, getting work experience in a pandemic and, you know, doing everything you've done. I really hope that, you know, students say are going to listen to your story and, you know, be inspired and think, you know, even all the rough time that we're all going through, um, we can still get some experience and there's still opportunities out there that students can be applying to. Um, so if you could, like, give us a bit more information about, um, you know, before you were kind of applied and, you know, a bit about university life. And I've also heard as well in the great fan, you're actually part of the Cardiff Racing Society, which is super exciting. So anyone that doesn't know, um, the Cardiff uh, Racing Society actually have a, a hub on Gradcracker. And I know they've been working really hard this week. So give a shout out to them. And Robin, bless him, the president has been working very closely with my colleague Georgia to keep their society hub up today. But um, yeah, if you could kind of tell us a bit about um, kind of your university life and how this kind of maybe has benefited, um, you know, being part of the society when it comes to applying for, for the placement. Well, my uni life basically consisted of going to lectures and then the society, which you can obviously do more than one society, but I mostly spent my time at Cardiff Racing. Mm -hmm. So what we do is every year we build a race car, which is designed by the master students. And then in the summer, we can go compete against universities globally in places such as the UK, Germany, Austria, Spain, etc. And it's just a great place to put engineering concepts into reality and really get stuck in but also the social aspects are just amazing and you make really good friends. Perfect. So yeah, any students that are listening, you know, we do really encourage students to be part of a, any kind of society, but, you know, especially maybe a STEM one, because it does show off to the recruiter that, you know, you are generally interested in your uh, degree that you're studying. And also, like you say, you can make some friends, can't you, um, Lucy? So it's a, it's, it's a really good thing to be involved in. Um, so let's talk about your current role and what you've kind of been experiencing over the last year. Um, so if you could tell me a bit about what your role kind of consists of and what you've been doing. Lucy, that, sticking that with you. <laughs> okay. Um, currently, I'm part of the LifeX team, which is us trying to extend the life of Type 23 frigates, okay. some of which have already been out for like 30 years. So it's quite a mean job to try and make them go for even longer. 
Okay. So it's just really interesting. So I guess you've been working with quite a, a mixed you know, range of people from experienced engineers, you know, to probably peers of the people that are actually on a placement. Have you had that kind of chance to network with a huge array of different people? Oh, completely. You have people that have been at the company for like decades mm. and then other grads from like various disciplines, like their engineers their project management, their human factors, but then you also can network with apprenticeships, like apprenticeship students as well. So it's just such a diverse group of people. Brilliant. And the reason why I asked that question, because again, it's another thing to show off. You know, you've you've done this kind of experience all from being at home. <laughs> and you know, the, the the great thing that Babcock has, you know, still been managed to kind of offer you this role and still, you know, giving you such a fantastic experience where you've been networking with brilliant people by the sound of it. So well done to you and well done to Babcock. Um, Duncan, I'm gonna move to you next. Um, so you are part of the safety engineering team. Uh, please can you tell the audience a bit more about this yeah so basically they're in charge of making sure that mechanical and electrical facilities adhere to safety regulations and continue to operate safely mm -hmm. so the work that i've been involved in is assessing electrical distribution equipment on a naval base and then making maintenance recommendation based on their condition so once i make or i've made the recommendations i've consolidated and consolidated them into a formal report and I've had to liaise with senior engineers and the client as well uh, just to make sure the recommendations are correct or if they need tweaked or if they're you know the correct way forward and mm -hmm. um, as well as that um, I'm also creating a larger maintenance report for several electrical systems at the naval base okay. so it's definitely a really good responsibility and mm. you know I'm essentially doing the same job as a, an actual safety case engineer would do but more importantly, you know, I'm learning a really essential and transferable skill that can basically take to any other placement or life beyond the grad scheme, you know? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Um, Caroline, I'm going to ask you the same question as well. Um, so if you could tell a bit as, uh, tell us a bit more about your role and what you've been doing. Yeah, of course. So I am currently on my third placement in the military business development and bidding team. Um, and what we really do is work on new business opportunities coming up in the pipeline, future contracts for um, the military. That's not just specific to the RAF, you know, it includes kind of army and land stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, so my role in the team is, is just kind of providing support, assisting the bid manager and solution architect on a kind of various areas, everything that's involved on a bid. So maintenance plans, manpower, equipment integration, logistics, supply chain, procurement, literally everything. And it's just kind of engaging with all of those stakeholders. And it's just, it's so beneficial because you learn little bits about what each team does. And it's yeah. just incredible to be the center of that and kind of have that around you. Brilliant. Um, can you also tell the viewers a bit about the aviation STEM strategy, which, which you're running? Yeah, of course. So um, this is always run by uh, second year graduates for the, the aviation sector. Um, so if any student does join Babcock, then of course, it's something you can you can get yeah. involved in. Um, so at the moment, I'm running it with, with two other grads who just kind of volunteer for it. Right. Um, and at the moment, our focus is really on increasing the number of STEM ambassadors within Babcock so that we can get that outreach to, to local schools, colleges, universities, yeah. kind of the, the whole community to not just get kind of younger kids into STEM in the first place, but to attract them to Babcock and our graduate and, and kind of apprenticeship schemes as well. 
that's fantastic so I guess you've been doing some virtual events have you yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. <laughs> can't go out and, and kind of um have that face-to-face -face, uh conversation with people but yeah a lot of virtual events are trying to keep it running and keep motivation for uh students because I think it's quite hard working from home and studying from home at the moment yeah definitely yeah new world that we're living in you definitely learn new skills though having to do it virtually don't you so no at least it's given us all a bit of a test so um next um it'd be great to if you could well, sorry that it'd be great if we could kind of now give a bit of an insight into the teams that you're actually all working with so I know you've all kind of touched upon that you you do get quite a bit of exposure with different kind of levels different teams everything else but Lucy could you talk me a bit about the team that you've um, been working with um, in your last project? Well, my current team consists of a couple of fixed Babcock employees and then loads of grads. It's a lot of grad manpower. Brilliant. <laughs> and we just do it. There's a lot of costing and finding ways to extend life and a lot of innovation. So it's really quite good that there are so many grads because we all bring different points of views and different ideas which really help team yeah definitely and is it have you been with other people that have been on the internship kind of program as well or um currently in Devonport there's 10 of us on this scheme and I've not had the chance of working with any of them yet but I know that on occasion some of them have been put in the same placement okay so it's just luck of the draw well, it's great that, you know, you've been working with people, you know, that, you know, the graduate level. So that's you know, a good experience for you. So well done. Uh, Caroline, how about you? Yeah, so I guess every placement I've been in has been really different. So my first one was an RAF base um, and that was a lot of ex-military personnel. And kind of the phrase around the site was fill up a sandbag and they just tell you kind of all their, their ex-serving um, stories and stuff like that. And it was just so interesting. Yeah. But to kind of contrast that to who I work with now and, and my current team, you know, it's a really young, really diverse team. And there's a lot of ex-graduates okay. um, and a lot of knowledge that you can kind of tap into uh, with them. So it's, yeah. it's really young, really diverse. And it's good to see the sort of roles that, you know, I might be able to, to kind of go into in a few years. Yeah, definitely. I think it it'll probably help you as well kind of, be able to carve your own career path because if you're listening to other people's different stories what they've experienced think oh I fancy a bit of that I fancy a bit of that and this is what I what you'd like to do next does it help yeah, yeah. And they always kind of help you and support you with, with whatever task you're doing so brilliant Duncan how about you what, what's your team like uh, yeah, so I'm working with a safety engineering team, as I mentioned, and they are in charge of managing site safety cases and justifying operations that are associated with nuclear safety and explosive safety. Mm -hmm. And this has been in accordance with the Ministry of Defence and current legislations. Uh, they'll basically do this by producing and maintaining documentation and, you know, giving technical assessments just to make sure the customer's assets are continue to operate as they should and will continue to operate for decades to come. Yeah. But everyone's really nice. They're very helpful and they have um, years of experience. So is it what you expected then? Yeah, it yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it kind of goes, it works quite well given the fact that I'm working from home. Yeah. I can just do the job as normal. Um, so yeah, very happy. 
brilliant good stuff so looking back on the placements you've been on uh, at Babcock, Babcock so far um, could you all kind of summarize your journey uh, so starting with you Lucy well I've been on two placements and they've both been very different I've gone from a design placement with very few grads and like just really just stuff that I've never done before to mm. this one where it's been a lot of grads and it's been a lot more innovative it's just so diverse yeah I bet do you just stick with you Lucy you know a lot of the time when, when I'm speaking to uh, students that are thinking about doing a placement you know, I always say to them, you know, it's a massive benefit for the employer to get students in on placement, but it's a huge benefit for you personally, not just the experience you gain, but when you go back to your final year, I've heard a lot of the tutors and lecturers say they can really tell a student that's been out in industry and they perform a lot better in their final year. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you do go back for your final year that you going to probably be a bit different to think some you know the maybe you'll find the course a bit easier or maybe something might click and you think oh, I know how I can apply this now into industry do you feel that at all I think so yeah definitely from like a productivity and like a time management like point of view you definitely get a lot of experience from a job because you have strict deadlines you have meetings you have to attend to Mm-hmm. there's a lot more structure and you have a lot more responsibility yeah so once you come back to uni you're a lot more dedicated I should definitely like, attend all my lectures I should get this work done yeah and it's a lot easier to get that done because you're used to like a nine-to-five yeah yeah it's that kind of business setting isn't it that you, you kind of adapt to and yeah which is really really good and I'm glad you've said that because you know, I think it's just a huge benefit and it's great that the employers offer these opportunities for you to get it. So brilliant. Um, Caroline, um, yeah, looking at your journey so far and if you can summarise it, please. Yeah, of course. Um, just to echo again the diversity point. So I'm now in my third placement. My first placement was, as I just kind of briefly touched on, um, on an operational contract and engineering management um, on an RAF base. My second one was totally different in the central fleet team looking at all our aircraft all over the world. Um, so not just UK focused. And uh, the current one is kind of in military bidding and business development. Um, I still have one more placement to go on actually moving in a few weeks and that's going to be in design. So the breadth of knowledge that I've gained throughout these four placements is just incredible. Um, yeah. And then to just kind of uh, the, the point you were touching on with Lucy, it builds your confidence so much. Like I can tell now being kind of a, a year and a half into the scheme, at the start, I'd be so nervous to kind of voice my opinion, speak up in meetings, but but now you just kind of feel like you kind of belong a bit more, you're, you're kind of part of the company, you're part of the team and people do really value um, your opinion. So it's just, it's just great for your confidence. It's great then, you know, in a year to see how far you've come and probably look back and have a bit of self-reflection and think, it must be quite nice, you, you know, pat on the back to, to you all because it must be a good feeling. So well done. Um, Duncan, sorry, placement, um, your, kind of your journey so far. Yeah, so my, my first placement was a, a project engineering role. So that was a, a maintenance package on one of the Trident submarines. So to start my grad scheme, you know, getting to see a nuclear submarine and go on every day was quite eye-opening. It was quite amazing to see a project of that size and scale, mm. how it's managed, 
you know, working alongside people in the Royal Navy and just seeing the sort of obstacles they have to overcome and how they do so. Yeah. Um, so that was a great start to my uh, grad scheme. Uh, then I went into the utilities team. So I was like proactive uh, maintenance planning for high voltage equipment. Okay. So I could actually use the knowledge that I gained at university and directly apply it to my day-to-day role. And then after that was the safety engineering role that I had previously mentioned. And then I'll be going into my fourth placement in a couple of months. But that is to be confirmed where I'm going yet. Okay. But hopefully I should get that sorted in the next week or so. Did you get to pick or do you work with your mentors and the managers to kind of see where you are going next? How does that work? Well, to be honest, I've I've essentially chosen where I've gone. Okay. Um, you know, every six months our manager will come to us and just, you know, say, here's a bunch of jobs, here's a bunch of placements, just pick your favourite or give us your top three and we'll try and accommodate you. So, you know, you can really sort of choose the path of the grad scheme, how you want, you know, how you want to do it. Yeah, and I think a lot of students don't realise that, you know, that's one of the massive benefits of being on a, on a programme, that you can carve your own career and take those chances and think, oh, I'm, I'm going to try something that's a bit different, you know, something, an experience you might not necessarily expect to get. So it's good Definitely. that you, you, you're doing that. Um, okay, so I would like now to speak to you all a bit about your, your training and development, because um, I know when I speak to students, that's, you know, quite an important factor for them. Um, and also kind of the support networks that you get at Babcock. I know Charlotte kind of covered that initially. Um, so if we can kind of talk about the training that you've got or you're kind of undergoing at the moment. Uh, so again, starting with you, Lucy. I've had training in health and safety and nuclear safety just from these, like the company does nuclear work as well. So, you know, you have to be competent in it. But then you also have training with different business practices, so like cybersecurity, bribery, trade laws, etc. So you learn a lot of just general business know-how. But then also from my previous placement, I received a lot of training into different softwares, okay. which was invaluable. I bet. And um, so, you know, kind of the training then, do you obviously you said the softwares that you work on have you are you working on those softwares after after you've after you've been trained on them or how does that work do you kind of get to actually um, use those after that yeah I was sort of doing the training alongside using the software oh, so okay. yeah but I guess it just really helps so you definitely hone your skills in that software and then you can continue using it mm-hmm. throughout other placements and beyond and you have that knowledge and you have yeah. those skills Brilliant. Perfect. Caroline, how about you? Yes, so I've received um, management training as well as kind of things specific to aviation in terms of airworthiness, air safety regulations, kind of all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. On the the aviation, um, aerospace engineering and business schemes, we're also offered to do an MSc in business management if we want um, alongside the the graduate scheme you know you get a day a week to to do that if you do want to Um, although I opted not to to do that Um, but what I've experienced so far if you identify training that you want to do and you take that to your line manager nine out of ten times they'll they'll say yes and support you if it's going to help develop you you know they're open to to what training you identify Mm -hmm. what route you kind of feel you need to improve in 
And can that be quite broad then? So it doesn't necessarily have to be reflecting a project, a project or something you're working on. If you say, oh, I've got a bit of a side interest in doing something like this, you can go and get that kind of training. Yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of uh, underway and trying to get some, some project management training. You know, it can be just as broad as that um, or it can be specific stuff to the role that, that you're in. Fantastic. Good stuff. Duncan? Yeah, so I've been part of and done training courses, you know, obviously applicable to the placements that I've been in. Mm. But the main training is the graduate development programme that you put on as a graduate. So that consists of four modules throughout the scheme. So basically you get to work with other graduates from other parts of the UK and you can, you know, learn how to work in a team better. So you work towards business orientation, collaboration in teams, resilience in a workplace yeah. and you know you can also learn about your own personality traits and how mm. you know how they affect the team and how you apply them to your day-to-day so it is quite hard work but you know it's a lot of fun as well and they are still running them through lockdown just the oh, the, the socializing aspect isn't really there you know <laughs> and uh, this new way of socializing it's all a bit odd isn't it yeah um but we'll get there we'll all be zoom professionals but probably by the end of this year won't we um so staying with Duncan and Caroline what support networks do you utilize most at Babcock um so maybe obviously the managerial mentoring kind of sticking that so Duncan I'll stick with you yeah so uh you know we're assigned a mentor at the beginning of the graduate scheme and they help you and record evidence towards being a professional engineer but they're also there you know, if you have any advice or you have any sort of, you know, career questions you want to ask. Okay. As well as that, any manager you have, they're very, they're very friendly, they're very approachable, and they know as a graduate that you're still in the learning phase. You know, they all say no, no question is a bad question. You know, yeah. I'm asking silly questions every day, but it's absolutely fine. It's good, you know, and, and that's a, a good saying. I've heard that before, and it really does... Kind of stick that you know no question is a silly one um so yeah you've got to have that confidence to ask it but yeah make sure you do um caroline how about you yeah so we get given um both a business mentor and an engineering mentor and the, the air okay. um your business mentor is not related to engineering really at all um so mind some health and safety and they're really just there for for general support and advice and just someone else in the company that you can go to um for, for questions and then our engineering mentors, kind of similar to, to what Duncan touched on, working towards your um, I engineer CNG applications and, and kind of gathering the evidence um, yeah, for that. Um, but like Duncan touched on as well, we have these formal mentors, but your line managers are always kind of your informal mentors yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we, we kind of touched on the, the buddy scheme at the start um, as well. So we all have kind of our graduate in the year above uh, mm-hmm. that we can just ask. The silly questions to you know what do you wear to the office in your first day things like that yeah oh brilliant so what i want to talk next is about projects and a project that you've worked on so far that stands out the most to you um lucy what what would you say so far has been the, the biggest thing you've worked on i think my sort of like biggest or favorite project would have been in my first placement so part of mech mechanical engineering group and it was designed, so I got to design a um, guide for a calibration probe, and okay. I got to actually 3D print that and see it, like hold it and see it in real life, cool. which is 
pretty cool, especially yeah. a lot of work remotely is just done through spreadsheets or on the computer. I got to actually have a real life end product. Oh, well done you. So would you say, you know, kind of the experience, the overall uh, kind of experience and the different placements you've done, do you think coming out of the, the placement now, are your interests the same or do you think your, your interests have changed in terms of what you want out of a career and, you know, when you come to doing your final year, final year projects might be a little bit different now? Yeah, it's definitely like opened my eyes to like starts of engineering that at uni I really disliked doing placements in them you're sort of like ah this is actually quite different and quite enjoyable so it does influence you and open your eyes to a lot of different things perfect um Caroline favorite project so far well it's actually very recent so it's quite a good time to be having this Um, okay I think about a month ago, myself and a few other graduates got approached by the UK aviation strategy team. And we got told, look at bold ideas, areas where we're not really operating in at the moment that we could expand into, you know, where do you want to see aviation within five years? Um, I can't go into too much detail, but it, oh. it was, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think we found out on the Monday morning and the following Monday, we were presenting our ideas to the aviation board. Um, and these kind of presentations, I think they were really impressed with them all and they've all gone up to our CEO and they're going to group CEO. Um, wow. So kind of awaiting feedback from that. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so nerve wracking. It was just oh, <laughs> awful, but also brilliant at the same time. Oh, well done. Yeah, really, sorry, I think my internet's going out a little bit, but um, it was just really good to, to kind of feel valued and exposure as well. Yeah, well done. That's like, you know, so again, you sort of, it's personal skills, you know, overcoming something, thinking outside of the box, being able to, you know, go really wild and creative. So well done. I want to know. So I, I know I won't dig, but yeah, it's exciting. Don't dig. No. I know I, won't. <laughs> I get told off. Um, Duncan, how about you? Yeah, for me, it was the project engineering placement I had um, during its maintenance phase uh, the submarine was out of the water so to go into work every day and to see something of that scale this sort of propped up you know it's just you can't really put it into words until you you know until you see it and I felt very lucky because most people don't get to work on something like that mm. so yeah it was just a the novelty never wore off really what's it so you've obviously seen a submarine and you mm-hmm. say you've been on one are they amazing in real life as they are in those pictures? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah. When they're at the water, this looks like a this looks like a rocket ship or something. It's amazing. I bet. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Duncan's um, saying, don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> I like, just go sort of. No comment. No comment. <laughs> the pictures are great though. I love them. Yeah. Okay, so um the future. <gasps> The, I know it's a bit of a crazy thing to be thinking about at the moment, but what is the future looking like? What are you guys all thinking? Where can you see yourself? You know, that kind of you know, five-year plan, if you've got one. Lucy, you're obviously going back to university. Um, we've kind of touched upon, obviously, things that you've kind of opened up your eyes to now that you might not have done before. But where can you see your kind of future and career going after this? Well, I hope to get onto the sponsor- Babcock sponsorship programme, which would mean 
me doing a summer placement in between my last two years and then joining as a grad yeah because I've really enjoyed my time at the company and then as a grad I get to like experience so many more departments and so much more out of it yeah Perfect. And again, students that are listening, you know, listen to Lucy and what she's saying here. Because, you know, if you can secure another placement with Babcock, you know, it's only going to make it easier. Hopefully, when you're looking for a graduate job, you can say, Charlotte, <laughs> can I have a graduate job now? And um, so, yeah, so a huge benefit all around. So well done. Caroline, how about you? Five year plan or future plans? <laughs> Five years is a bit of a pitch, but um, <laughs> I still have uh, one six month placement uh, next, and that's in design. Um, and then come September, that's officially the, the end of the graduate scheme. So okay. um, I think that the job applications will be, be starting, hopefully, kind of secure a permanent position within um, Babcock. I really enjoy kind of the bidding and business development that I've been working on. So hopefully, that's an area that, that I can um, kind of stay in it and work my way up uh, over the next five years. Brilliant. Well, fingers crossed and good luck. Duncan, how about you? Uh, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I'll hopefully, you know, be assigned my final placement. And then, you know, come the summertime, the initial conversations to hopefully secure a placement after the grad scheme. Yeah. Uh, and the next three to five years, you know, looking to be a professionally registered engineer. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, you know, it'll all fly by, won't it? You know, where it's like years you come and go. Um, well, yeah. thank you very much, everyone. I appreciate the, the insights. Uh, it's very exciting what you all do. Um, very envious. Um, but Carla, I'll hand back to you and we can finish off. Thank you very much, Jess. And thanks very much and um, very much, everybody, for, for your answers and contributing today. So I'd like to kind of wrap up um, with Caroline Duncan and, and, and Lucy as well with your key interesting fact about Babcock. So I don't know, Lucy, do you want to go first? Because this is the theme that you go first. I know, first. sorry, I have been doing <laughs> All the questions. Poor little Lucy. Um, so what is your key interesting fact about Babcock? Um, well, mine is that in the last decade, we've refitted 13 Type 23 frigates at Babcock Devonport site. Cool. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't what I was expecting you to say, but thank you. <laughs> Caroline, over to you. Yes, so my fact is across kind of Canada, Australia and Europe, we operate or own more than 500 aircraft. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And Duncan? My uh, fun fact is over 170 Babcock employees across the world are armed force reservists. Oh, Babcock were awarded a gold award from the Ministry of Defence's Armed Forces Employer Recognition Scheme. Wow. Well, that's another good thing to know. Well, I bet you all didn't know about that, did you, before? No. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, everybody, for, for those. Um, I don't know if we've, we've lost Charlotte. No, Charlotte, in the nick of time, you've come back to me. <laughs> Sorry, my internet's a little, bit, uh, a little bit dodgy, so I tried to turn the camera off so I wouldn't lose everyone. Oh, but no. I was, here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Charlotte, you're not done yet, don't leave. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really want to go back to a point that Lucy made um, at the beginning of the, the webinar about her application mentioning as being part of a society um, as during her application to Babcock. Um, so just a shout out to my colleague, uh, our colleague Hannah. So Hannah's actually written a really good blog um, about how joining a society um, will enhance your application. So that blog can be found within the Career Centre and the Career Coach area. 
have to, I have to be careful how I say coach because nobody would tell me a coach of Grad Cracker. Um, if you are involved in a society and you would like more information to get a society hub, contact Georgia. All the details are on the society pages. Um, so a bit of a shout out to Georgia there as well because she is working very hard behind the scenes I and getting all the societies engaged on Grad Cracker. Right, back to Babcock and Charlotte hasn't left me. So Charlotte, <laughs> this is a question for you. So yeah, applications for your graduate programmes are still open. Um, now we've put a closing date on there of the 31st of March. However, we don't think they're going to be open that long in the nicest sense. So make sure, don't leave it to the last minute, everybody who's watching today, make sure you get your applications in ASAP. Do not miss out. I mean, there's some fantastic opportunities which are open at Babcock. Um, Charlotte, you would like to mention some specific roles um, that you'd want to promote to the students today. Yes, thank you, Carla. Um, so as Carla said, um, it's likely these roles will be closing quite soon. Um, we don't want you guys to be disappointed. So it really is worth you getting your application in early. Um, we've got electrical and electronic engineering, um, which we still have some opportunities for. Um, I'm going to say that's UK wide because we have a number of different sectors that are recruiting that. So um, there's plenty of different locations um, to look at for that one. Um, Devonport wise, we've got um, some business solutions roles, which are actually new this intake. So we haven't recruited these before. We've got an IT business management uh, business solutions role and an IT development business solutions role. Um, and the design engineering program, another one that I suspect is going to be closing quite soon, um, but just wanted to, to mention that too. Um, and then the only other two that I would, would highlight for now are the software engineering and the systems engineering. Um, that's a few different locations, uh, Plymouth, Cumbria and uh, Bristol as well. So yeah, just a polite uh, reminder to everyone to, to avoid the disappointment and get the, the applications in as soon as they can. Thank you, Carla. No problem at all. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, and just a shout out to the students on the webinar who might not have graduated yet, but you know, you're in a similar position to, to Lucy and a winter placement. So Babcock have actually closed their placements for this year, um, but they will be opening again in the autumn. Um, so don't miss out, follow Babcock today if you're in that situation um, and make sure you are the first to be alerted. So as Charlotte says, do not miss out. Um, Charlotte and I have been working so hard behind the scenes on this webinar and on the hub and everything else and you know don't as a viewer don't miss out on the opportunity of, of really showing Charlotte that you've been here today you know you've sat through the webinar you've listened to to Lucy and the grads and their experiences as well so make sure you reference the fact that you've you've, you've sat you've watched you know you've, you've been intrigued you've listened carefully mm -hmm. to all the information that everybody's told you and um, if you're not sure how to reference that again Hannah um, has written a blog on the Career Centre about how to reference the fact that you've watched these webinars as part of your application. Um, so don't, you know, get that extra edge and really put your, your application um, to the forefront of the minds. And just to kind of reiterate what Caroline and Duncan said at the beginning of the webinar, all the information on the hub is, is there for you. You know, it's very well thought out information. It is to make Babcock, for example, more accessible. So go and have a look at the video, go and have a look at the profiles um, and really, you know, put in a well thought out application. I'd like to thank you all again for, for joining us today. Thank you, Babcock. You've been absolutely amazing. And some of the stories that you've told have been fascinating. And um, thank you, Jessica. Woo. Thank you.
but you're leaving me yeah. next week. I know. Sophie's joining me. Sophie, she's like my sensible than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sophie's with me next week and we are joined by the Institute of Physics. Um, so we're meeting three scholars and they're going to talk about their journeys to becoming um, teachers in the long run. So really looking forward to that one. So hopefully see you next week. Thank you very much, Babcock. Take care, everybody, and see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks.